This program is part of the Cosmic Potato Podcast Network. For more shows like this, visit our website at cosmicpotatonetwork.com. Watching television, watching television. Watching television, watching television. I need all the image, I need all the sound. I know the info right into my mind. Hey everybody, welcome back to Trial by Pilot. This is the show where we judge an entire series of television and the work of hundreds on one episode. I'm Bill Lynch. And I'm Elizabeth Lynch. We're doing a reboot. What would you do if I sang out of tune? Mm, Good question, because I'm often faced with that dilemma. Would you stand up and walk out (laughs) on me? (laughs) I was a little disappointed not to hear that song. Yeah. During the Wonder Years reboot. Yeah, I'm, well, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm partially kidding, because, like, obviously they don't want to just remake the other one. Right, because it's not what it is. It's not like the same story. Right. But, but that song so, is so iconic and so fantastic. Um, although the soundtrack to this was really good. The soundtrack to this was amazing. Yeah. And that is one of the things that I loved about, at least I think I can remember about the first Wonder Years. Mm-hmm. Aside from that song, like I'm pretty sure they had good music throughout the rest of the show. But to be honest... I don't know if I'm just like projecting that. Like I cannot remember, <laughs> but it, it definitely like the music in this at least really helped with like the whole, like set the whole tone oh, and yeah. that feel of what I remember, what it was like to watch the wonder years when I watched it back in the eighties and yeah. the early nineties. So yeah, the original run of the show was from 88 to 93 Mm-hmm. So it ran for like five or six years. Which, do you know, at the time, I was so young. I didn't know that. I thought I was watching like an old show. I think like, that maybe I thought the same thing. Because I just felt like it was done so well. It yeah. felt so different from everything else I was watching. And, you know, I can't remember now if I watched it while it was on or if I had seen repeats. Maybe I watched it when it was on. I think I, I watched it when it was I on. I probably remember stuff from like the early 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I mean, other than, like, the main characters and, like, you know, I could still hear the voices, mm-hmm. especially of, like, the dad. Yeah. And the opening theme song. I don't, like, remember anything about the show. Like, I don't remember any topics that they covered. You know, it was, like, this coming-of-age show. I don't mm-hmm. remember, like, any specific episodes. Uh, do you? Um, No, not really. Like, maybe just, like, scenes and, like, a couple of lines. Like, I just, just, like, flashes. Right. Yeah. You know, I remember the sister. Mm. Do you remember his older sister? Barely. She was like, she had like long blonde hair. She was like a hippie. And, you know, the father was such a straight laced, like military guy. The mom was so like (laughs) sweet. Like, I just remember those things. Like, honestly, like the, the dad in that was like, I think so iconic. Oh, yeah. That's why I, one of the reasons I was so excited about this reboot, because Dulé Hill is playing the father figure in this one, and I love him. Yeah. And he's, like, iconic in other ways, like, just for Gus. And this is a completely (laughs) different character. Yeah. Are we, are we, like, did we, we let everyone know what we're watching, right? We're watching the reboot of the... We're not just, like, talking. Well, yeah, I said Wonder Years. Okay. We're watching the reboot (laughs) of the Wonder Years 2001 
obviously now we're talking a little bit about the 88 uh, version. Yeah. So I don't know where I saw this or why I was under this impression. I thought this Wonder Years was going to be set in the 80s. Oh, really? Like film today's set in the 80s. I, I don't know why I thought that. Oh, okay. Maybe because like the other one was in the 80s set in the 60s. I thought this one was going to be you know, set a couple decades back from now, but it's not. Yeah. It's it's set during the exact same years as the original Wonder Years. It starts in 1968. The original run went to 93. And so like, you know, every year it was taking place 20 years earlier than the year it aired. And so Kevin Mm -hmm. was whatever, 12 to 17 Uh during the run of the show. And I just read that part of the reason Possibly a huge part of the reason it was canceled is because the creators and the network couldn't agree on like where to take the show because once he started to hit like 16, 17, they wanted to tackle like more mature issues, you know, sexual awakening, whatever Mm -hmm. you want to call it. And the studio was like, you can do this with any show, but you can't do it with the Wonder Years. It was a massive hit with families yeah. It was it was on at 8 o'clock, which was still considered, like, early. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't on at, like, 9.30. And so they're like, you can't. You can't do it. <laughs> and so eventually, like, they just kind of went their separate yeah. way. Went their separate ways. See, I feel like I, I would love... Actually, this is one that we've never really talked about doing a rewatch of. And I kind of think I would really love to do that. Because I remember being young. And I, I, to be honest, like, I watched it, but I don't know if I watched it, like definitely every week like i was I don't still pretty young i think yeah. so i do remember it getting to a point like where i was like it was like a little more mature mm. like i do maybe it could have just been like heavier mm. there was like obviously like the, the war was a factor and like maybe it was like when like later on when, i don't remember yeah but i do i felt like there was something like that I wasn't supposed to watch about it. You know what I mean? <laughs> when you're I don't like know. Ten years old. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess we should talk about this the new one. one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, you know, we just watched this earlier today. I didn't take copious notes, so let's just like talk generally about it, and then yeah. we'll hit on like some of the key plot points. Mm-hmm. So now that you said that about like the sister being a hippie in the first one, mm-hmm. like it's kind of a similar setup in this one. So right. Dean is the 12-year-old boy. However, they're focusing on a black family yeah. in Alabama in this series. Right. Which will obviously be very different than Kevin and his white suburban family from the original series. Right. Where they never said actually where they were. Oh, they didn't? Yeah. Apparently, like, people would, like, look at the license plates of cars and there was, like, New York, California. Like, they never actually settled on a place. Oh. This is very definitively in... Kind of like Springfield, like the Simpsons in <laughs> yeah, Springfield. Yeah. <laughs> this is in Alabama. Uh-huh. And so, Dean is a 12-year-old black boy. His sister is, like, wearing, like, Black Panther patches mm-hmm. um, and is clearly, like, involved in that movement. While her parents want her to go to college, she wants right. to do other things. His eldest brother was not in the pilot, but is in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. I don't. Maybe he won't be in any of the show if if he's yeah. overseas. The main plot of the pilot was Dean trying to get his baseball team, all black baseball team, to play his white friends, white all white baseball team, mm-hmm. and 
most people don't want that to happen. Like, you know, his baseball coach doesn't want it to happen. His dad is very against it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Even after it's like going to happen, his dad's like, you're not going to play. Right. Um, But he convinces his mom to like convince the coach who like they work together, I think. Yeah. They said to have this game. And this is like right after desegregation. Yes. Basically. So like that, like their old school is just kind of like sitting there empty, but it's like right after. So, you know, there's like feelings about that. Like no one's quite past. Right. You know. Right. Yeah. There's a scene in the, in the classroom, you know, with the white and black students, but it's, a, it's obviously a white teacher mm-hmm. and she makes comments about the black students like during class. Yeah. So this is actually a really interesting thing that I had not ever considered learning about like i feel like when school learning about like schools being desegregated i'm like that's a good thing that's a great thing right (laughs) but a lot (laughs) i I have recently like been listening to some things and reading some things where it's like it wasn't necessarily a great thing for these black students because then you're putting them in classrooms with racist white teachers right which is like kind of like like kind of what happened here yeah and it's like oh, I never thought about that. Like, that you're not necessarily putting them in, like, a, a safer space. You're just, like, right. desegregating. <laughs> like, you know, it was yeah. just, um, that's just, like, you know, one of the many things you don't think about when, you know, you're, like, taught, uh, like, through this, like, very, like, narrow lens. Right. Um, yeah, and we so even that hear... was kind of illustrated in this scene. Yeah, we hear... Don Cheadle, who does the voiceover narration yeah. for Dean, you know, as an adult saying like, you know, this teacher even, you know, I don't know if she was racist or not. Sometimes she would give special attention to the black students that like showed promise mm-hmm. and like were doing well on tests. But he's like, but I don't know if that was a problem or not. Like, yeah, you know, that she wasn't giving that to the other black students. And his white friend would like anytime like something happened where like he would be like, oh, she's not prejudiced. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's not like, he would like, like speak for like the white people to be like, oh, don't, don't worry about them. Like they didn't mean that. Cause they're not, they're not racist. Right. Right. Like, you know? And you know, Dean is, you know, like kind of a dorky kid. He's got like big, big glasses on. Yeah. He's like embarrassed to wear it unless he like absolutely has to. So he doesn't like quite fit in with like either mm-hmm. group. Like obviously he's not white, but the black kids who aren't as well off as he is, his dad's a professor somewhere, a music professor, mm-hmm. um, you know, make fun of him for that. Right. Like, oh, you act white, you talk white, mm-hmm. you, you have a lunchbox that you bring to school. And Don Chill's like, I'm not even really sure what that meant. <laughs> <laughs> so they have this baseball game. And the first pitch goes like right at Dean's head mm-hmm. and his white friend is the catcher. He's like, he's not preju- prejudiced. <laughs> right. And so his dad and the coach start like yelling, alternating advice to him, like opposing advice, right. which was kind of funny. And, you know, he like strikes out twice because they're like yelling at him and then they get into a fight. You know, the coach is friends and works with his mom. And so mm-hmm. the dad like makes jokes throughout the show about it. Right. That like. He's got a got a thing for her. Right, right. You know. So they get into it, and then the mom comes over and, like, stop showing your asses when the white people are around, mm-hmm. which is, like, a thing that was, like, known, they said, across socioeconomic status. Like, if you were yeah. black, you didn't argue or, like, do anything like that when white people were watching. Right. 
And so as they're arguing, this white couple comes over and they're like, oh shit. And they, I don't know. I was going to say they have a phone in their hand, but it must have not been a phone, right? <laughs> no, definitely not. Maybe a radio? <laughs> maybe it was a radio. I was like, yeah, they were looking on their cell phone, but that wasn't it. Yeah, it must have been a radio. <laughs> but they tell them that they just heard that Martin Luther King was shot. Right. And so we go to that night and they're all sitting on the couch watching the news. And mm. Walter Cronkite comes on and says, Dr. Martin Luther King has been shot and killed. And so... Dean goes in to like tell his mom the news and like she already kind of knows and she's folding laundry like with her back turned to him crying it's like so he can't see it and we just hear like like wails from the neighbor's house yeah Uh, and so they go over to like talk to the neighbor that's upset Um, which like (sighs) there have been like other things like big things that have happened like in our lives like I don't know 9-11 of course we remember that shit but like culturally I like I there's like nothing that I could relate to this you yeah. know like such an important figure to so many people yeah it was just it was just crazy to see it like in that context like in this suburban home with just these people and seeing how upset and how affected everyone was yeah like especially them coming up and you know they're in the middle of a fight and then they hear like Dr. King's been shot and it's like oh right what the what the hell are we fighting about Oh, yeah. Because, that, yeah like, everyone just forgets everything else. Yeah. Like, this is, like, like such an important figure, you know, to the country, but, like, especially to them. And, yeah, I can't think of, like, something like there have obviously been, like, deaths of other political figures and, and leaders, you know, that it's upsetting. Yeah. But, like, that impactful. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, Dean's 12, he doesn't like fully grasp what's going on yeah. or it doesn't like hit him the same way. So he goes out to like find his friends to hang out with and he rides his bike down to their hangout spot, I guess. And his best friend, Chad, is there with the girl he likes mm-hmm. and he sees them kissing. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure that'll be the episode yeah. two drama. It's like a bummer because, you know she's so nice to him throughout this whole thing. Like he thinks like maybe is a chance with her. He's just too shy. Right. She's like a good friend. Um, but he also mentions like this, this is his friend who like, you know, shot up like six inches in the (laughs) last year. And it's like, definitely going to be like a little bit, I like think they're shaping it to be like, he's just like probably going to be a little bit cooler than him, right. you know? And totally. he got the girl, you know? And it's like, I think that's him starting to realize like, Oh, like again, and like noticing those differences that he'll probably like go. My prediction is like, you know, be friends with a cooler crowd and like, you know, all right. those like coming of age. Classic, classic, classic stuff. Which is very different from the original Wonder Years because Kevin's friend, what was this? Was it Neil? He was so doofy. Oh, with the big glasses? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I can't remember his name. Did he look a little bit like Squeaks? A little, but like taller and gawkier. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Speaking of the Sandlot, they played Green Onions during this. Yeah. 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 What a great song. I know. It's so good. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, again, all the, I, I'm guessing this was mostly like 60s, 70s, like R&B, jazz, funk kind yeah. of stuff. Um, yeah. Great soundtrack. So 
Dean gets home and, you know, he convinced his father to let him play in the baseball game by like mm-hmm. really opening up and saying, this is the place where I feel like I could be myself. Like yeah. my two best friends are there. One's black, one's white. I feel like we can just hang out and be ourselves. And I, you know, feel okay about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the dad like let up, but was not happy about it. But then when he gets home at the end of the episode, his dad has taken the baseball from the game that he like, that Dean helped to kind of organize yeah. in, in some small way and wrote like Dean's game ball. And he yeah. put it in like the, the chest or the big glass cabinet mm-hmm. with the rest of the family's like awards and pictures and whatever else. Yeah. Cause that was one of the things in the beginning of the episode where it's like his sister's really smart and his brother's like, you know, really like, I think they said he was athletic. Um, yeah. And you know, he's, you know, in the army. So like, that's obviously, you know, he's brave. His mom is this, his dad is that. And he's like, I'm just like, sheep number three or whatever in the school play you know? oh, that's right sheep number three um so like that's basically what he has in the case and then he puts his game ball there it's, it's kind of sweet yeah um so that was more or less the pilot what, what, what did you think overall overall i really liked it it really like gave me the the feel that i was hoping for mm. like that's what i wanted i i thought they did a really good job Everything about the set dressing, the costumes, <laughs> the lighting, the, you know, it was just perfect. It felt like the Wonder Years. It was just a different town, different family, mm-hmm. you know, like I really liked it. And obviously they'll be tackling much different issues. Yeah. I mean, like the coming of, coming of age stuff, I'm sure we'll have some similarities, but you know, yeah. we're talking about like the late, late sixties in Alabama, a right. black family in the suburbs. So I'm sure they're going to tackle some other stuff. Um, yeah, I I mostly enjoyed it. I'm just wondering. I, I'm glad. I'm almost glad it wasn't set in the 80s just because, like, there's so much 80s nostalgia mm-hmm. everywhere, like, ad nauseum over the last yeah. couple of years. So we, I don't think we needed another show like that. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like, uh, I don't know. I don't really, like, relate to people that grew up in the 60s, obviously, you know? <laughs> Yeah. So uh, I'm I'm worried. I, I I thought this was a good episode. I'm worried about it. Like who, what groups are going to like gravitate towards this show? You know, like mm-hmm. I don't think this is going to draw in like Gen Z viewers. I don't, you don't think so? I don't think they care about 60s, 60s nostalgia or, mm-hmm. I, I mean, maybe obviously these, these racial elements are still a thing today that mm-hmm. needs to be addressed. So maybe that will like bring people in as like a look back, like yeah. this shit was going on then it's going on now. Here's how it was handled. Then here's all the issues. I don't know. But like there were some, like some of the dialogue and the jokes felt like if I grew up in the sixties and I like got it, you know? Yeah. Um, maybe it would have like connected more or been funnier. Um, but there, there was funny stuff. Like they talk about how the parents would say, stay out of grown folks business. Yeah. Like, and anytime there was like an implication of like sex or money, they would just be like, no kids stay out of grown folks business. Like yeah. don't ask about that. Yeah. Um, and there were like other funny things too. Um, well, that's what I liked about it. It was like, I felt like it was like, you know, across the board, like, you know, family is family. There's something very relatable 
about those things, even if it's not your family, right? You like insert like this saying here in my family. Like, so I think they did a good job of showing, of showing that. Yeah. I'm I'm surprised to hear you say that because like I know how much we liked Mad Men and this isn't Mad Men, but it was a period piece, like same time period or around. So I, I'm surprised that you say like you don't relate with that. It's like, I think that there's a lot of romanticizing of this time period. Sure. Or has been in the past, right? Especially well, for white people. because Especially it's like, since Mad Men. Right. And especially like what we would know about it, right? Like the way we have learned about it or have heard about it from our parents, right? Like, right. oh, like, so I think... Like, this is really interesting because I think this is a time period that people are interested in. Everybody decorates their house this way. I mean, there was a chair in there that I had just been looking at on eBay <laughs> to buy for our house. So I think that yeah. there is, like, this... It. I, I, there's an interest there. Yeah, I think you're right. It, to me, I noticed not stuff like that, but, like, specific jokes and things. Like, mm. there was something about Billy D. Williams... I'm like, I don't... I don't know who that is. You don't know who Billy Dee Williams is? No, who's that? He played Lando Calrissian. And I mean, during this time period, he was like the good looking black actor. Everybody knew who Billy Dee Williams was. Oh, I don't. Oh, yeah. So I mean... So I guess I missed that joke. So you missed that joke. But um, it didn't make me not like the show. Sure. You know. <laughs> but there were there were like a couple things like that where I was like, I don't even think like anyone under the age of like 25 or 30 probably knows who Billy Dee Williams is. Like... What a weird reference to put in there. And there were like yeah. a, just a couple little things like that where I was like, ah, I think that might be a turnoff to like younger viewers. Yeah, I don't know. Because I think like, I think it's okay if we like miss a thing here or there. It doesn't mean that they don't have to say what was like historically accurate at the time just because people aren't going to get it. Sure. I'm just you thinking know. like we're, you know, older than 25 so I'm just thinking like mm-hmm. younger than us, there's like a big group of people younger than us that yeah. they probably want watching the show. And the more jokes like that there are, like we probably got stuff that I'm not even picking up on that other people probably wouldn't have yeah. gotten, you know? And I'm sure we also, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I mean, just... that that is certainly a point to make. I just don't know if it's like that. Um, it's going to be that much of a deterrent. For so, people, you know? Yeah. So I think... The, the whole show was not over anybody's head. Couple, no, no. A couple things here and there that you don't, like, Listen, understand. Like, fine. That happens all the time. This podcast isn't that interesting when we just praise a show, okay? So I'm trying to, like... You're trying uh, to find something. I'm trying to find something. But this show should be praised. <laughs> I, I really liked it. Um, my other... Not concern, but, like, you know... Thing that I noticed was... I thought both parents were really good. Yeah, you know, I thought the I thought the mom was great. I don't know who who she yeah, is or what she's been in. Her. Um, and you know, Dean was fine, but he's like a young kid actor. Yeah, and just looking back, the success from the original Wonder Years is because the kid actors were so good. Yeah. Fred Savage was nominated for an Emmy the first year. He's the youngest 
or at least at that time, he was the youngest ever to be nominated for a Best Actor Emmy. Yeah. Like, they were phenomenal. Yeah. And I don't know if the kid actors in this are at that level. Yeah. Which doesn't mean it's not going to be a good show or a funny show. Mm -hmm. I'm just pointing it out. Like, yeah, that might keep it from becoming, like, a great show. Because the focus is going to be on the kids. It's mm -hmm. a coming-of-age story. And so if you have a bunch of kid actors who aren't really good, I think mm -hmm. it might be a hurdle for them to get over. Yeah. It, it, there was nothing offensive about their acting. No, no. I, but I think it's like getting, they need to like mesh a little bit more together. Like the, chemis sure, sure. the chemistry probably wasn't there. Hey, we're looking at the pilot. We're looking at the pilot, <laughs> right? Um, but yeah, like from what I remember of that is like the chemistry with those kids, not just their acting, but their chemistry between all of them. Yes. Yeah, um, absolutely. Was like, is notable. So, you know, yeah. Just another thing I noticed. Yeah. And, you know, reading back through the one to your stuff, I was like, oh, wow. These kids were like praised like very early on for being really, really talented. Right. Who did the voiceover in the original Wonder Years? I don't know. I feel know. like I knew it, but like I don't know. And also, I really like this way of storytelling. When, when there's like the story is being told in the background in this thoughtful way. And like this looking back kind of way, it gives like this opportunity to just see the feelings. There's like, there's still dialogue, of course, mm -hmm. but to see those things happen, like I, I, to see them react as you are getting this like, um, hindsight uh, description of what's going on from like an older right. person. Yeah. Yeah. Like the thoughts and feelings are like articulated in a more mature way than this kid is feeling them or like knowing them at the time. Yeah. And I like, I like that. There's just something like weighty about it. Yeah. Yeah. Me, you yeah. know? Yeah. It's cool. It hasn't been done a ton. The original voice was Daniel Stern who has been hmm. in many things. You may know him as one of the wet bandits from Home Alone. Not Joe Pesci. The tall... Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, who was I just talking... I was literally just talking about him last night. That is very weird. Daniel Stern? Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah, because I um, was talking about... Someone was saying something about, like, Rob Schneider. And I was like, oh, do you know Elle King? She was like, oh, yeah, like, so-and-so's daughter and i was like no l king is rob <laughs> schneider's daughter and she's like no it's this person's daughter and like pulls up a picture and i was like yeah no l king is rob schneider's daughter not that person and she looked it up and she was like damn <laughs> i think he might have like this daniel stern guy must have another have a have a daughter who's also a musician oh, okay but i'm just like she's like you know with the wet bandit so it's just funny that like, cause that's how I know him is yeah. the wet bandit. <laughs> that's how I think most of our generation yeah. knows him. <laughs> but he was working before Home Alone. <laughs> All right. Any other, uh, any other thoughts on the Wonder Years reboot? Do you think it'll get a second season? Yes, I do. Okay. It's on ABC, which we should mention. Yeah. We haven't watched a network show in quite some time. Yeah. I think this is the right place for it. Yeah. This is perfect. That's probably what it originally aired on, is my guess. I could be wrong, but that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Um, and 
like I said, it's like always been a very romanticized era. And I like this opportunity to show like the stories from a black family's perspective. Yeah. Um, where it's like, that's not, you know, like that's like when people are like talking about like making America great again or whatever, like this is, that's what they want. <laughs> right. Right. And, but like, look at it from like this other lens. Like, so I'm, I'm interested to see that. And so I like that it's on a primetime slot at, like on a network that like, yeah, everyone's going to have an opportunity to see this. So I, I did want to mention, I think Fred Savage directed this first episode. Oh really? Yeah. I read that somewhere. So cool. a little interesting nugget for you. Yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I think that's mostly what he does now. I think he just directs a lot. Yeah. Behind the camera, as it were. He's in, he was in some show, some like sitcom. Austin Powers? Not long ago. Remember he had that big mole in Austin Powers? He was in Austin Powers? He was in one of them and he had a gigantic mole and Austin Powers couldn't stop saying mole by accident. I didn't see that one. (laughs) 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 That's really weird. Uh yeah, no, he was in in a show recently, like within. I mean, I say recently, probably within the last like eight years. So. <laughs> maybe it's not that recent. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say maybe two years. No, no. <laughs> recently, eight years. Now I want to look up what it is. Oh. Yes. Okay. Well, so he was in Friends from College, which I didn't see, but that was pretty recent, twenty seventeen to twenty nineteen. Um, oh, he was in Goldmember. There you go. Where the heck was that other show? It was like a, a family. Oh. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, only vaguely. Well, I don't see it on here. Most things I remember these days are vaguely. Vaguely. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Any other thoughts on Wonder Years Reboot? Um. Go check it out. I recommend it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, rem- yeah. I recommend it. Yes. Uh, all right, everybody. If you have suggestions on shows for us to watch, you can email us at trialbypilot at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at trialbypilot. And please go on to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, subscribe to the show, leave a review, and tell a friend. And thank you to the Beats for providing our theme music. Thank you, Beats. Bye. Bye. Watching television.